1: This is Homeboy88 of the Video Game Connection Podcast. Now with video on Spotify, just like Joe Rogan, complete with a special intro, game clips, movie clips, and music videos, all in one show. It's a jam-packed hour of a great audio and visual experience. So check it out on Spotify and Press Play, one of the only video podcasts out today. So, Type in the Video Game Connection Podcast on Spotify to experience the show. Thank you.
0: original Bro, bro to sleep, and that is friendship. Either that or oh, Riddle's been practicing a little too much backstage. Oh, great agility by Corbin, showing off his athleticism. But oh, drop kick, down oh. goes Corbin. Watch yeah. oh, it, Baron. Oh, it's fading oh, again. House. Johnny <laughs> caught by the string. Oh! 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 Wow! Oh! That's gotta hurt. I'm this generation's Eddie Guerrero. No! 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 Eddie Guerrero was his generation's Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> oh my like goodness. Oh, wow. This is just wetting the appetite for Crown Jewel. That poor schlub was driven full impact, face first, into the take canvas. The oh, this the guy's... More guys more yeah, I mean, whatever happens to him is an upgrade. Best of luck. Best of luck. Oh. This thing is getting Art the Clown. (sighs) He barely lifted his leg. There you go! Now give him some! MVP directing traffic here as is brutalizing these four fellas. Let's go home! We're done here! Let's go home, we're done here. Domping this poor guy in the soul. Oh, 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 oh no! Just making it look so easy. Oh it's Not even just his height graves. Stack them. Yeah. Devastating. Oh, hang on a second. Oh, this! It's a big miss. All oh, right, Elias right into the clutches of Chad Gable. Big boot connects. Oh! This could be it, Graves. This could be it. Elias yeah. returning yeah. with a win. Security! Wait, what is Security. it? Wait, they're. Oh, get it, the maniacs it's, back. It's, back. Get it's Loomis. Hey, it. get him! We're that? Too close to us! Hang on a second! R-Truth! Oh, he's beating The Miz! Here is your winner! R-Truth! But you can understand the nerves, the trepidation in the face of The Miz. Of course! It's... it's next. To, no! Oh, genius! Corbin crashing into the steel ring stairs. What is, what does Gargano think he's doing? Never say die attitude Corbin rolls back inside the ring. What is Johnny Wrestling looking at? Gargano. It up. You don't tug on Superman's cape, and you sure as hell never steal JBL Stetson. Are you kidding know. me? Are you kidding a, me? That single A idiot. Oh. JBL, he's out of the Good, Gar- good. Gargano brought that on himself. JBL takes out Gargano on the apron. Ah! Corbin, end of days. With all due respect, ball game. Where going? Rollins is abandoned commentary. He's got in there, oh, and, and he's destructed and Ali, brilliant. Theory kicked the top rope. Here we go. A town down. down. A town down. Delivered victory for two. Rollins. Rollins. Rollins hasn't forgotten the disrespect thrown his way by Mustafa Ali. Ali Ali chucked into the timekeeper's area. All you have to do is stay there. Come on, Ali. Quit fooling yourself you yourself. Uh-huh. Rollins more. This is about making a steal. Yeah. This is about returning the disrespect. Come on. Come on. You don't belong in the ring with me. You got to You don't belong in my WWE. Get out of here. Get him out of here. Get him out. Mustafa Ali has drawn the ire of the United States Champion and Rollins is all smiles very pleased with his handiwork tonight Ali is as resilient as they come, but is he coming back from this a statement from Rollins you don't belong in the ring with me the words of Seth Rollins to Mustafa Ali Baby, you don't belong with me. Save it, off. Oh wait a minute! Ali's not finished. Where did Ali he come from? Out of nowhere. This man does not give up. Ali and Rollins dropping bombs back and forth. These two cannot stand each other. Oh my God! And Mustafa up, Ali, fueled by passion. Dominic Mysterio has the official's attention. Oh well, here comes AJ Styles. We know what went down last week between these two. Damian Priest now getting involved. Oh, look oh. out! Hang on! Styles walked over the table. Gallows a big boot to the face of Damian Priest. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a second. Ripley. Gallows into the post. Rhea Ripley's collected to oh Gallows. Oh, my God! Oh, my God! This as far a chicken breast, at oh, 300 pounds. What have we just witnessed? Oh, Meanwhile, inside the ring, Carl Anderson, kick to the cheek of Finn Balor, oh, collecting yeah. Balor now. The official's still tied up with Dominic. From behind, oh, Ripley God. goes low. Who the hell is this? The, I just took out an official. Who the hell? that's. us let's. That's, I don't know who the hell that was, but Rose Plant, no. Bailey looking for Rose Plant. Bianca can okay. respond. I have no idea. Bianca Belair looking for the KOD to end this. Here it is. Can Belair get the one, two, three? Rolls over Bailey. But I, there's no official. The official was taken out by whoever the hell that was that just came flying off the top of the ring post. Oh, I'm, that's Nikki. It's it's Nikki. It's not Nikki. It is Nikki. It's not. That's Nikki Cross. You know exactly who the hell that is. That's not the superhero I've known. As Bailey, gets her, here comes another official We're Jessica Car hitting the ring. Yeah. And Bailey did it! Here is your winner, Bailey. What the hell just happened? Uh, there are so many questions yet to be answered, but- Wait, I he's think coming he's again! What the hell is Nikki going oh with Bailey now? No, no, no! no, no. Well, it seems to me like the masquerade is over. This is a side of Nikki we haven't seen in a long, long time, Kevin. She takes out Dakota and Eel. Certainly, she's taken out Bayley. What has gotten into Nikki? shivani and now the pwc the pro wrestling coalition is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world we're gonna put butts in seats and ears to the streets and now here are your hosts jimmy t and kevin panetta
1: and welcome to the pwc monday night machismo i'm your host julie t my co-host with those jeff limit is back welcome back to the machismo and unfortunately jeff we've had to do things a little
2: differently tonight we sure did Um, for the people who are expecting to see us you don't get to see us this time because um the xfinity service in my area has been on and off all day long and it seems to be spotty and we can't trust it, so we've decided to try this audio only with Podbean. For those who listen on the download, you you won't notice any difference, but uh, we do get a fair amount of people who watch us uh, live or on any of the uh, feeds that, as long as the feed lasts, and you don't get to see our pretty faces today. And and we're all dressed up, both of us. We we put on our best tuxedos, right?
1: Oh yeah, I'm wearing my one's like Roland's esque jeff believe yeah. me yeah no out. you
2: look great you look smashing
1: yeah <laughs> i'm wearing like a like a bright pink little short sort of uh jacket if you know what i mean the little short shorts that are pink too jeff
2: oh almost like a uh, movie usher kind of thing yeah i'm wearing my white tails dinner jacket
1: oh very very nice very nice yeah, very nice.
2: But uh, you know, oh. I'm undoing my collar now and taking my gloves off. So,
1: <laughs> well, anyway, let's get into Monday Night Raw. Uh, Jeff, before I get anywhere into it, what do you think of Raw, anyway, man?
2: Um, <laughs> I gotta tell you, I was not impressed by this Raw. It seems like it was really lacking star power. I don't know if it was Charlotte, but the whole the whole show seemed dead. I mean, the crowd was barely alive you, you only knew they were there occasionally when they would make like nominal cheers or booze for people um charlotte was terrible i don't know if it was the show or charlotte but it, it sure didn't help things
1: that's true and uh we have the professor in the chat Shout out to the nice. professor. and i'm just glad that our people there are still finding us even over here because it's been quite a while Since we've done a Podbean live show. And uh, I guess we might as well utilize it, right? Sometimes. So we are right now. But um, unfortunately, like I said, it'd be nice if you could see us, but you can't see us. And heck, it even feels weird for me to be actually doing the show without actually watching you right now. You know what?
2: Let them miss us.
1: (laughs) That's true. Well, uh, yeah, Raw, Raw felt a bit flat. I won't lie, actually, Jeff it was pretty flat in my opinion and uh yeah it is what it is i mean when
2: when, when the high points of the comedy are from doc gallows twice and one body slam which also involved doc gallows i mean luckily for raw it had one memorable moment and that's that was it uh and it's towards the beginning of the show so you know this is a podcast that reviews the show, so we're not really worried about spoilers, but I'm not even getting too far ahead into the show uh, when we get to this. This was, this was probably around the 22-minute mark of Raw.
1: Yeah, no, indeed. And uh, let's see, because we're coming from uh, where were we? North Carolina. Charlotte, Street, North a... Carolina.
2: And apparently That's they're sure. all getting ready for Halloween because it was a graveyard.
1: <laughs> well, it sure was because... But before we actually start, uh, we get Judgment Day making the an entrance and hold court in the ring. As Rhea Ripley starts saying last week, AJ Stolls found out what mummy's known all along. The same thing she's been trying to get through to us thick skull dimwits.
2: Well, let me guess. The Judgment Day rules and runs Monday Night Raw?
1: I guess they do now, Jeff. I mean, wow. you might as well call them the, the new, 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 new world order.
2: Wow, I thought Damage Control ran everything. I'm, I'm so confused.
1: I'm confused too, but it feels like Judgment Day now. Like Damage Control's taking a little back seat, and now Judgment Day are literally starting to control Monday nights. I mean, let's be honest, Jeff. They're kind of getting a little bit of a push in many ways, man. they it's starting to become
2: well, the show. Well, they open up every week. But, I mean, to be honest, to, to last night's show... The Garganos seem to run Monday Night Raw. There must have been Uh six segments with Garganos in it.
1: Yeah, get him off my television already, especially his wife. Get her out of here, man. I'm sick of her already. uh,
2: Well, I think the good news for you is I think she might be off for a bit.
1: Whoa, really? Why is that?
2: I think think that beatdown was, you know, to explain why... She won't be in saudi arabia and things like that i I mean you know i think the real reason is they're both not going on traveling internationally with a newborn but um
1: especially to saudi arabia i do not
2: blame it you was interesting i i saw it advertised that oh my god you gotta be kidding me the wwe superstars that go there they're they're probably the safest people that are not in the royal family in that country they're your guests of the royal family you'll be fine um but uh, I don't even, I, I don't even, remember, you sidetracked me, so I don't even remember what I was saying.
1: Uh, we will talk about um, Gargano running Raw. The Gargano's running Raw.
2: I'm sure it'll come back to me. Oh, I know what I was saying. Um, Alexa Bliss was advertised that she was gonna be on Raw and she wasn't.
1: Yeah, kind of strange actually. <laughs> We've got everybody laughing it seems. I mean, does it really matter that she's on Raw? I mean, thank you,
2: thank you. Huge. We're talking here. Shoosh,
1: please. Yeah, we're trying exactly. to do a show. Thank you. We are. We absolutely trying to do a show. Jabronis. damn it.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely, Jabronis. So, um, yeah. Uh, back to what you were saying, Jeff. Go, go ahead. So, Alexa Bliss apparently was advertised, but didn't end up making an appearance. Should we, we even worry? I don't, don't know. Even care at this point.
2: Um, I care. I don't think we should worry. Um, you know, they feel the need to put multiple acts on many times a night. I mean, this is what Vince was doing before. It's what Triple H really? has. He's proudly continued the tradition. He just replaced Seth Rollins with Damage Control, The Judgment Day, and and now Johnny Gargano and a little bit with The Miz. I, I mean... I, I don't – I really don't get it. I, I don't understand why you bring all these people back and and start bringing people back from the roster that you weren't using before only to fill three hours with, you know, another – only 15 or 16 people as opposed to, you know, 30. I mean, at least we got to see our truth.
1: Yeah, well, wasn't he on? What show was he on? Was it last week maybe?
2: He's, he's been on periodically, but uh, I don't I, – I don't think he's been on regularly i mean maybe main event but i don't watch main event
1: yeah neither do i and i don't plan to either i mean what channel is even on these days it's only exclusively
2: on the cock. i I would assume well in in the us it's on the cock. i I would assume where you are it'll be on binge soon and (laughs) i guess it's on sky right and in europe i'm not i don't know and the wwe network yeah where there's still a wwe network it's probably on there, but I don't know. I've, I've never watched main event ever, not ever in my entire life. So I, I don't know
1: where I, it is. I did watch it when it first started because initially they were booking great shows. They had all the big shots on the shows when it first started and they were trying to like proclaim it to be sort of like a Saturday night's main event. But boy, yeah, was that. I
2: mean, I mean, I watched Saturday night's main event and I watched main event like a million years ago, back when, one show was called Superstars and the other was called Main Event. And th- those were the shows of the week. There was no Monday Night Raw. There was no SmackDown. So it mean, wasn't Wrestling Challenge on Monday nights, APM on USA. Uh they changed the name pretty often. I mean, for a while it was just Monday Night Wrestling. Um then I think Tuesday they, Night Titans. <laughs> I don't remember Tuesday Night Titans. But yeah, they had they had a bunch of names before it was Monday Night Raw, primetime wrestling. Um, oh, yes, Grand time, prim- time
1: Wrestling. That was on Mondays.
2: Yeah. And then, and then at some point they turned to Raw and they were in the, what was it, the Hammerstein Ballroom? So
1: Yes, when it first started. Yeah. Which I don't mind. I, you know, in some ways, especially when they, was it was the 1,000th episode, whatever it was, when they went back to the Hammerstein Ballroom, it always a Hammerstein Ballroom, Jeff. Hey, get what I'm trying to do? That's
2: here? Raw in 18 years. Is that what he said? <laughs>
1: Yeah, that that was um that was Mr. The Professor, professor Chavela Veracruz saying best for an eighteen years. I'm I sure he's, he's
2: uh losing tenure as we around. speak.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. For sure. Oh the fans didn't like <laughs> that, Jeff. The fans didn't like that.
2: I know. I can't tell if they didn't like me or him. It's okay. It's too it's too close <laughs> to all. Well why why don't you start us off again with, with what Rhea was saying in the show.
1: Yeah. Um where were we? Where were we? Uh, right at the beginning. Right. Well, Reels just uh, stated the
2: Judgment Day runs Monday night raw.
1: Right. And found out what mummy's known all along. The same thing she's been trying to yes, that's right. She was running Monday night. Well, the Judgment Day <laughs> running Monday Night Raw. Finn bellow says AJ crumbled under Dominic Mysterio's legendary pressure, which brings priest to his favourite time of the night when we all rise for the greatest luchador in the history of this business, as Dominic Mysterio takes a turn but gets drowned out by the booze. At first, he says Judgment Day are the only ones who ever believed in him. And last week, he proves all the haters and doubters wrong when he beat AJ Styles clean in the middle of this ring. And, you know, when he thinks about it, he's this generation's Eddie Guerrero. Or rather, Eddie was his generation's Dominic Mysterio, as last week what he did to AJ Styles was just a small taste what the judgment of the Judgment Day. And then we get the OC making the entrance as AJ Styles says Dominic is actually this generation's James Ellsworth, which I'm surprised they even mentioned his name, and they rush in the ring, saying they're going to pick Judgment Day off one by one, as Finn accuses him of hiding in the club that he started. And while he's being honest, ever since he left and moved on, Everyone that ever came after him is living off his legacy.
2: Today, well, wasn't that the club that Finn said nobody cares about anymore?
1: He did say that last week. Didn't he? did but he, he? But not, he keeps bringing before? it up. He keeps bringing it up. He does keep bringing it up. and uh, It's
2: like the guy who keeps yeah. talking about his ex-girlfriend.
1: It's true. I don't understand what his obsession is, but it is what it is. Um, anyway, today, Judge Day are in town. Step up and get put down. As Carl Anderson steps up and says he's the toughest guy in the ring, and then we're off to the first matchup between Finn Balor and Carl Anderson. But more importantly, Jeff, what do you think of this whole segment?
2: Giant yawn. Two factions that I don't care about, Judgment Day and the OC, and I don't think anybody in the crowd cares about them at all. When the OC came out, they got no reaction whatsoever. What's-his-face gallo's tried to make a funny line. I think what well, you say Jimmy No-Neck, or something oh, or yeah, yeah. jimmy and nobody laughed um okay. i don't know this this whole thing seems a little seems a little sad to me
1: uh and you know what you and i were having that uh, kind of a little uh debate about um about dominic Mysterio, and you, you you're claiming that apparently the fans weren't really they're were pretty docile in your opinion yeah, I fine. think you're wrong. I, he got a loud reaction, Jeff.
2: No one got a loud reaction on that. So he, he got one of the louder reactions from on Raw last night. But And they're piping in the booze. I mean, there was no oh, sound during that, that entire match.
1: Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, we I can actually po- If you want, we can. Uh, oh, no, we can't actually investigate it because we're not on StreamYard. But. I'm telling you, Jeff, it didn't sound like piped-in booze. And to me, it seemed he had a lot of heat. And he's been getting heat the last few weeks, Jeff. Hmm. I can't believe you believe he hasn't been. I'm I, telling you now, I'm
2: not hearing what what other people are pretending to hear. I hear just nominal wow. booze. No more booze than anybody else. And I think that they piped them in to augment them. And I will not believe that Dominic is over as a heel until he stands there alone and gets a response. Because I think they were, I, I think that Rhea is the only one that any of them really give a damn about.
1: Well, yeah, I guess so to an extent. Um it's true. But and you know what, at one stage it did feel like it was Rhea's group, but I do think now they've kind of uh added like, they're, they're making it kind of more even, if that makes any sense.
2: Yeah, could be. I mean, well, that's what they were always supposed to be, right? Didn't they kick out Edge because uh, they, they're they all one solid group? Well, yeah, apparently. But at one stage,
1: you did feel like it was becoming Rhea's fucking um, uh, group,
2: did it not? Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do. I have recovered Monday Night Raw from my DVR. Okay. I am and going we'll- to. I'm going to fast forward to the point where they got us there.
1: Well, I can actually add it. I can add an audio version so then everyone can hear it properly, Jeff. Because if you're popping it in through the phone, it's going to sound. You say I sound you're great the- on the phone. No, you sound great. Doesn't mean the T V will sound great though. I'll get it up close to the TV. Alright, let me let me hear it while in the meantime. Just in case I'll get all right version. Put it up, Jeff. And that is that the judgment day. We run Monday Night Raw.
0: AJ found out for himself is that Dominic Mysterio is all oh, man.
2: Hmm. Those are piped in.
0: in perhaps one of the
1: greatest matches I don't know about that. It doesn't sound like it to me.
2: Those boos, come you know on. what? They we're completely piped in.
1: I found a little condensed version which I can upload to Podbean so everyone can hear it properly. Alright, I
2: can skip through Finn's stuff. Nobody cares about Finn.
1: No, this is only about Dominic. That's all we care about here. Not not right. so much uh now Priest has the no, mic,
2: I'm skipping that.
1: Well Well anyone that's in the in the chat, if anyone watched Raw, please Here's give Dominic. us an opinion. Did you think Yeah, go for it.
2: That's a fair amount of booze.
0: It's
2: a lot of, of booze, dude.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah, I've got the proper version right now. All right, well, let me put on my version so you can, everyone can hear it properly. You'll see now. Yeah, you Jeff? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna put on my version. Listen, because you'll hear it clearly. I'm
0: I'm this generation's Eddie Guerrero. No, 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 no. Eddie Guerrero was his generation's Dominic Mysterio. And last week, what I did to AJ Styles was just a small taste of what the Judgment Day. Yeah. Seems as though perhaps the OC have heard enough. A phenomenal AJ Styles flanked by Anderson and Gallows. Dominic well, Mysterio! Well,
1: this Shut part's up. over. So you
2: you think that's popped in sound. Uh, to me that didn't sound like popped in sound. And and even if it's not, his boos are no louder than the cheers that, that the OC got. That that's not giant pops to me.
1: I've heard him get louder boos, to be honest, in the past. Um, but I don't know. On my when I was watching it live and on my uh TV, it sounded fucking loud to me.
2: But uh and then Could don't be also forget, let's not also ignore that this was the first part of the show, the opening part of the show. So this is when the crowd is never going to be hotter.
1: That's true. I agree. That's, and I think and they it, do I that on purpose. That the, hot, the hottest.
2: Well, I yeah, think they do it on purpose. I think they put them on purpose while the, while the crowd is going to be the hottest, going to be their loudest. I don't think that was all that loud for, for a crowd period. I mean, given how the rest of the show, (laughs) the sound went (laughs) in hindsight, it was, it was definitely the loudest part of the show, but I, I don't know, color, color me unimpressed. I think that's typical heel boo.
1: Well, I've heard it louder, put it that way. Um, look, to be honest, I was listening to it pretty loud on my sound system, on my surround sound. So to me, the perception of it was a little different maybe but i'm not the only one that thinks that i mean we were on mish's page earlier from Wrestling soup um talking about this and he clearly thinks also that it was pretty loud dude so
2: yeah but he I, is I don't know. anybody who listens to wrestling soup knows how invested he is in this whole storyline how invested he has been from the beginning um you know which is fine listen this is subjective it's not objective uh i mean the level right. of, of booze is, is objective but how much one enjoys it is subjective i mean there are people out there who probably you know love elias you know what <laughs> you know uh, there are people out there like me who who you know are giant bobby lashley fans there are other people who think he's boring as paint so you know I, I mean i understand that i i just uh you know He's just very, very invested in this Dominic Mysterio story right from the beginning, you know, e- even before, you know, he was, well, he's still being passively and more actively recruited by Judgment Day. Before he turned, he was very invested in it. And he's almost invested in it is in like, in, you know, f- you know, fuck you heat. He thinks it's like the the, the the biggest heat he's heard. And I mean, I don't know. I. I just don't see it i just don't get it i mean to me dominic mysterio is is roughly the equivalent of daniel garcia i mean it's like it feels Uh, completely forced
1: well i do think he's been getting some of the biggest heat in actually all of wrestling believe it or not jeff i do believe that right i'm telling you man yeah i do i do think he's been getting some mega heat i i truly believe that man and uh I don't know, man. Look, we need to find out. If anyone's in the chat, let us know. <laughs> Am I tripping? Is Jeff tripping? Please let us know in the chat. If not, let us know after the fact on the pwcnetwork.popping.com right yeah. here, because usually we're live on StreamYard. and I also put up a
2: promoted. poll on uh, at uh you know, on this. So, so go, feel free to go there and and vote. I mean, you don't even need to follow me if you don't want to. I mean, I, I would like you to, but if you don't just vote.
1: Well, okay. I'm going to jump on right now and give my vote and I'll even put the poll up myself too. But uh, yeah, I'll I'll find that interesting, man. I do find it interesting, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm telling you the next
2: few weeks, you can just retweet it. the poll, and so we don't have like sixteen polls out there.
1: That's what I was gonna do. That's exactly what I was gonna do. Go anyway, it's uh, after all that shit. We can talk about this all night. So we might as well move on. Uh, we get our first matchup, which is between Finn Balor versus Carl Anderson. I'll be honest, I actually didn't mind this match, but for whatever reason, Finn Balor wins by pinfall with a lateral press. Uh, what do you think of the match?
2: Match was fine, technically sound, but. I don't know. I mean, I I don't really care about these groups. And uh, like, like I've said on prior shows, once they took Ray out of this story, all of the heat was gone. And they're trying to, you know, force this transition, make it a Bullet Club, you know, versus Bullet Club kind of thing. You know, Bullet Club originator founder versus Bullet Club followers kind of thing while trying to have Dominic sort of, you know, uh, tag along, and I guess you know his new heat line is that you know Eddie Guerrero wishes he was as good as him, you know, which you know dovetails onto the who who's your real daddy story, which is really the only thing that Dominic is known for, you know, positively it was you know that story when he was like five years old.
1: Yeah, and that's why I think he uses the Eddie Guerrero name, of course, because he was a meme like at one stage. You know what I'm saying? So of course, still is, absolutely. Well, anyway, let's move on from that because we get a recap of Miz taking Dexter Loomis out last week, which just quietly, I forgot to mention it last week, but I'll mention it now. Uh, Those chair shots were the worst I've seen in the history of professional wrestling last (laughs) week by the Miz on Dexter Loomis. I forgot to mention it last week, and that was one of my things I really wanted to mention for whatever reason. It just went through one ear and out the other, but I'll mention it now, Jeff. Do you agree with that?
2: Well, I think. Well, I do. I wouldn't say they're the worst in professional wrestling, because I mean, we we did see Sean Spears like you know cut open Cody Rhodes in the back of his head, you know, like. Well, when it, I
1: say the worst, not one of those chair shots connected, dude. Not oh. one. It was All to the floor. Yes
2: yeah I mean well, that's the Miz. I mean as far as a wrestler is concerned, he's the mid he's he's ex- exactly mediocre you know people like his mic skills and he's got a little personality and whatever and you know but mostly he's a company man who will you know say and do whatever and that seems to be charming off stage but yeah yeah the mid he's safe so well, of course he missed with the, the young know, yeah I
1: like it the mid. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, we also see Johnny Gargano walking backstage with a whistle. When Miz rolls up to ask him what he thinks he knows, Johnny taunts him and says he knows what he knows, but the atheist denies that there's anything to know and tells him to quit lying and tell the truth as we go to another break. We come back from commercial and we see a couple racing drivers in the crowd who gives a shit, though. As Miz is in the ring and on the mic, he says Johnny Gargano is accusing him of keeping a secret about what happened between him and Dexter Loomis, and he's right, but he will reveal it in due time. He goes over the facts, which is that Dexter got escorted away from Raw, kidnapped him, and invaded his home, and so on. He says Loomis has targeted him because of his mind and his knowledge, and when he chose to share his expertise with Tommaso Ciampa, Dexter was upset that Tom stole the career that he thought he deserved, and he just didn't want Ciampa to know to know that that he's the reason this is happening because he's his best friend and he misses him. Then Johnny Gargano appears on the stage and says Miss is full of crap. And that's not what really happened. He's so full of himself that he doesn't realize Ciampa is injured and not missing. And he just said just quietly, he just texted Johnny not too long ago. And if he wants Dexter and Gargano out of his life, he just as he might as well just tell the real truth. Oh, well, he'll blow the whistle. Miz says he's been telling the truth after truth after truth after. And then we get our boy, our truth. Speaking of truth. <laughs> uh, Miz wants to tell the truth. Well, he's here. Gargano says he's got a point, And he's the real truth. And Miz is confused and angry. He does a cheap heat beat about local food and truth threatens to give him a good old fashioned butt whooping. But uh, Miz uh, just... Basically, you know, just looks at him bemused. But Garden goads him uh, into taking the match. He says he wants Truth Gargano and Truth both say he can't handle the truth at the same time. And then we go to the break. This segment was just fucking cheesy as shit, Jeff.
2: It was terrible all this writing is terrible i mean this this i mean going back to the same thing with finn balor you know going on and on about nobody cares about the bullet club anymore well he doesn't use their name that he created and it's been you know it's it's fallen apart since then and then he keeps talking about the bullet club i mean the Miz seconds earlier said i have no idea what you're talking about i don't know what's going on with him and then he proceeds to go on and say that Dexter Loomis is upset because he chose Tommaso Ciampa as his you know as his mentee or ward or whatever um so he had no idea or he had an idea and and then you know then the whole thing with he can't figure out why R-Truth is there when he said I'm there to tell the truth I mean he hasn't been around R-Truth the last 15 years to know that this is the yuck yucks and this whole thing would blow the whistle I mean this is all juvenile humor. And listen, the thing with Truth is sort of funny. That's what Truth is supposed to do. That's his character. So I'm not going to say this was, you know, without any so- sort of funniness. That that was funny. Um, you know, and, and you, well, you and I both, we skipped the end of the last match, which is Rhea, you know, uh, hit Carl uh, Anderson in the nuts, um, which is, you know, which allowed the distraction for Finn to beat him. Uh, and that co- plays into it later. But... I mean, you know, we've outside interference in practically every match and we have sort of sophomoric, you know, elementary school humor. And listen, I've been saying for a few weeks now, you know, and I was cautious. Remember, I was saying, I don't want to say the Triple H honeymoon is over yet. Let's, you know, let's let him work through some things. Let him, you know, finish up some stories and let's see when he takes his vision. But Loomis was brought back by Triple H so this entire story is his Um, and so far I'll say it his level of writing and his style of booking is exactly the same as Tony Khan's but at least Tony Khan generally gives us clean finishes True, wow. Triple H does, uh, you know, he's got the worst of Tony Khan and the worst of Billy Corgan, where everything is is an interference. And and by the way, this is the same way he runs NXT. I mean, the, the, the heels only lose or win when there's outside interference. Um, so, you know, that device needs to be used sparingly well not sparingly but but not as regularly it can't be the 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 only way people win matches heels anyway I mean look look at you know for a while I was calling what alpha Academy the butcher and the blade can anyone argue with me now that they're tr- that they're taking any more seriously than the butcher and the blade uh, you yeah, know they have to win matches every now and then
1: no you're right and just quietly Jeff, as I was just looking um on Twitter um can you make his trending number one right now?
2: For what reason?
1: Apparently, um, he's coming back with the Bucks to AEW. According to Dave okay. Meltzer.
2: Okay. Well, listen. If anybody would know, it'd be Dave Meltzer because the Bucks and Kenny are the one who talked to him. So, I mean, well, the fact that he's trending
1: number one is actually quite interesting. A lot of people claim like he's, you know, no one gives a shit about him, but he's trending number one on Twitter right now.
2: Listen, he's not really trending number one on Twitter. He's t- trending number one on your Twitter with the algorithm about you, which is uh, wrestling, which also probably focuses on AEW and Japanese wrestling.
1: It's so. on. It's on. It's under sports, as a matter of fact. I, I'm under sure it sports. is, but
2: your your sports would show different than, say, my brothers who never watches wrestling.
1: And also, um, your little vote thing right now. Seventy-two percent say yes. He's been getting loud responses, and twenty-seven percent say no. So, Jeff, what's going on Jeff. here, dude?
2: Listen, to, listen. I, you know, it it is possible that um, I'm wrong. It's more likely that other people are wrong, and it's going to take them a while to come along and see the light, just like it usually is when they argue with me. But that's okay. <laughs> Well, listen, listen, the the, the hill I can always stand on without being worried about being shot down yet is that we have never seen Dominic Mysterio alone in a ring getting hit. He's there with with three other people and, you know, and the whole act is there and minus the whole act and especially Rhea, I'm not sure he would get the same reaction until I see, until this is sustained and I see him alone being able to carry a segment, you know, being booed, by himself i am not going to believe it
1: wow well even with the evil dose account you wrote uh is uh is he over as a heel and most people said yes okay so jeff there's something you're missing over here man what, so, what are uh, the percentages on that one uh let me i'll tell you in a minute um i'll tell you one second where we go 80 percent say yes 20 percent say no
2: okay Bunch of dummies out there.
1: Wow. <laughs> I guess you're the only <laughs> I guess you're the only smart one, huh? Or oh, or or I'm so
2: dumb that I think I'm smart.
1: No, no, no. You're not dumb, but I i think I don't know, man. I like I said you gotta you gotta listen to that properly, dude. I, anyway, it doesn't matter. You just so, well, the point it. is I know, but even then it doesn't give it justice. Even before, go back two weeks ago, three weeks ago, he was getting some mega heat, dude. Okay, you so I,
2: so I just went on my regular Twitter, and what I have what's trending is WWE NXT. Uriah, yeah, Aaron, that's for me. Was, NXT Mar- number one, right? Marvel Studios, James Gunn and Safari, AR fifteen, and white people are now more likely to die of COVID than black people. Cool. Here's why the pandemic. <laughs> Wait, I'm white. Yeah, it's all right. That's I'll sacrifice it because I don't like white people. Oops. Okay. That's true. I don't. All
1: right, let's see for me
2: <laughs> where.
1: Okay, um, in the sports category, Kenny is, is definitely tre- trending, but for me, the number one thing is the uh the the Pennsylvania Senate debate, what the hell. Uh, and number two is also Walmart, and then Kanye and and WWE uh, NXT number four.
2: <laughs> uh you, you know uh the walmart is probably because of there was the deer that ran into a walmart and one of the store ah. employees tackled it the yeah the pennsylvania it's senate it's... that debate that's a big thing because it's you know dr oz from tv and fetterman who was lieutenant governor uh running for senate had a stroke a few months ago and has trouble understanding what he hears he apparently when he reads it he can understand it but uh, when he hears that he can't, and so this, this uh, debate is probably very interesting even for people who don't care about politics, just to see what's up with that, the human spectacle. But it's it's a Senate seat that, you know, it's supposed to be a red wave. The Republicans are supposed to pick up the Senate, and because Oz is so such a weak candidate, you know, everyone thought the Republicans shot themselves in the foot. Uh, but then Fetterman had this stroke. <laughs> and, oh,
1: and, really? Okay. And, and
2: he didn't withdraw. So you know, yeah, because Federman was going to win it by, you know, probably fifteen points. Now it's, you know, it's it's six points or whatever. Um I don't know. The the low key rumor is that if Fetterman wins, he's gonna immediately resign and the governor, who's probably gonna be a Democrat, a guy named the the attorney general named Shapiro will, you know, appoint another Democrat to the position.
1: Well if you also click on the sports category, you'll see Kenny is trending All right. um, as number one or number two, actually, possibly. Where would I go find to, sports? Uh, sports where, where you look at the trending section. So where it says trending, there's US elections after that, then news and then sports and then entertainment. All right. I'll look around for a while.
2: Well, you go on. Randy
1: Orton is also trending, believe it or not. why is Who? That- and Becky, Randy Orton, and Becky
2: Lynch. Oh, I know why Randy Orton is because somebody said that they weren't sure he was coming back to wrestling, but it was the quote I saw was that a a wrestling WWE superstar doubts Randy Orton will be returning to WWE. So I well, you know, I, I don't I don't you know I, that's to me it's just speculation. I, I don't know about Becky Lynch.
1: Well, anyway, let's move on back to Raw. Uh, We do get an R-Truth versus The Miz matchup. Big deal. As R-Truth wins by pinfall with a schoolboy pin. Pretty surprising. The man in the hoodie then reveals himself. It was Johnny Gargano the whole time. Candice LeRae gets a sit-down interview, though, after that. She talks about how exciting this is, but also what a challenge it is. And the support she's gotten from the likes of Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and Bianca Belair. Damage Control then roll up and take the interview over, telling her they've put all her allies on the shelf. LeRae asks what she's trying to prove and says, only thing they've proven to her is that E.O. Sky is still untrustworthy and Dakota Kai is still spiteful and Bailey still isn't Raw Women's Champion. This gets Bailey's hackles up. She shoves the camera, uh, the camera out of the way and Damage Control jumper to send us to the break. This was a pointless fucking segment, Jeff.
2: I agree. All right, Why? U.S. trends. No Kenny Omega. on. now I'm going to sports.
1: Go to sports. I, I see. Oh yeah, I see,
2: I see Thunder Rosa. Then I see Kenny Omega.
1: Oh well, for me I it's mean, the other be, way around. But
2: um, below the NBA games, but but right.
1: Yeah. I mean, come on, for him to be trending above all WWE guys, it's got to be something, right? Well, I guess, I mean... The- and trending in all of sports, not just professional wrestling. Well,
2: it's Twitter, so...
1: Oh, well, it is what it is. Anyway, um, not not much to really say about that segment, right, Jeff? I should just move on. Yeah, yeah, move on. I mean, this
2: damage control stuff is... Who cares? Yeah, I think
1: we need damage control for damage control. But anyway, we come <laughs> back from commercial... Yeah, it's true. We come back from commercial as Elias runs into Matt Riddle backstage. Elias wants to clear the air, but Riddle is still excited about jamming on the bongos with him. Elias says he's a serious artist and he's got a long history of being disrespected and interrupted. And he's vowed <laughs> to do something about it since he come back. He'll let, Riddle interruptions, he'll let the Riddle interruptions slide, but if he ever does it again, he's going to have to do something. As Matt tells him, he's been hitting the bongs <laughs> all week. <laughs> he's been hitting the bongs all week. And play some, leading the drifter to clearly be <laughs> conflicted about wanting to El Kabong him as Alpha Academy then saved the day. And Jade Cable taunts them and asks if they're in Blink Aiding Shush. <laughs> and tells the shoot. Are you kidding me? And tells Elias to shave the beard and pretend to be Ezekiel again. Uh, Elias says they're not in a band and not to disrespect his little brother. And since they interrupted him, he wants to see them out in the ring. Gable tells him that Otis eats pieces of crap like him for breakfast, and Riddle giggles about it as Austin Theory gets an inset promo where he mocks Mustafa Ali and says he needs to be more like him. Anyway, I f- I kind of. I, I, I did don't mind this segment actually, Jeff. It was stupid, don't get me wrong, but quite amusing at the same time.
2: Um I don't know. I you know, I this Elias and Riddle thing, I don't feel any chemistry there. Um nah, it, not it, at all. And is he a heel or a
1: baby on top of that?
2: Well, I'm, I'm not sure. Elias. I, well, I think Elias, they're trying to make him a babyface, but he's sounding like he's going to go heel again. And I'm wondering what who are the baby faces on Raw. I mean, you know, Randy Orton, Edge, and Cody are three of them, and they're off TV. And Bobby Lashley, I guess, is a fourth. And he's, you know, tied up with Brock Lesnar for the moment. Brock Lesnar, I guess, is a heel, even though last we saw him, he was a face, you know, driving the front loader over there. (laughs) Uh, I think so. I mean, when you attack Bobby Lashley, I, I think you're a heel. But uh, you can also say you can make an argument that Bobby Lashley
1: even feels kind of heelish at the same time.
2: Nah, Bobby Lashley's clearly a face.
1: I don't know about that, man. It's a, I think both of them are kind of tweening right now, and I still think. Uh, I still think Brock Lesnar is still a baby face, as a matter of fact, just because he attacked Lashley. that don't mean squat. I think it does. Not in today's friggin' world, remember. <laughs> doesn't matter if there's heels of faces, apparently. But it does matter. It matters it, to me, anyway. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But um, I don't know. I get the impression that... Look, what he did to Ali? Like, he's Ali. What's Ali to you?
2: Ali, they're definitely trying to make him a face, but nobody cares about Ali.
1: Right. Well... The way he beat up Ali last week, it was last week, right? When Lashley beat him up.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. That's a heelish thing to do, Jeff. (laughs) That's true, it is. So that's where I'm confused. I don't know what the fuck is going on here. Like, I just don't get
2: it. I don't know what to say. I don't know. You're right. Fair enough. When you're right, you're right. Um, I mean.
1: True. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, I'm sure the fans like it, too. Oh, look, I'm
2: getting a standing ovation suddenly. Wow. Wow. Thank well,
1: you. That's great. Yeah, Thank but, you. you.
2: But you were asking about, so, so, you know, and then you send out, you know, the the Alpha Academy, and you you know what's going to happen. Chad Gable will lose, and, right. and you know, Otis then is going to try and run in.
1: Well, well, if only Gargano blew the whistle in the previous segment. Oh, there's the whistle. Where's mm-hmm. Loomis? Be careful. Um, anyway, let's move on, Jeff, because our next matchup is Austin Theory versus Mustafa Ali. As right. Seth Rollins makes his entrance in lime green, and then it sits on commentary for this one. <laughs> he's done one of those laughs, actually, Jeff, exactly the way I did it. Um, I found this match kind of amusing, really, for some reason. Maybe because of Seth and his antics outside the ring, Um, but no, anyway, Theory ends up winning by pinfall with an eight town down, and post-match we get Rollins gets in the ring and raises Theory's hand before attacking Ali, and throwing him out of the ring, and throwing him over the Times Keeper barricade, jawing at him, Seth goes to leave, but Ali ambushes him on the stage, and they have a Pier 6 brawl, he puts Seth into the LED boards, and says he's not going anywhere. Miz then confronts Johnny Gargano backstage while Johnny's hustling. Before I go on with that, what do you think of the overall match and the segment post-match, Jeff?
2: Um, uh, the match went too long. You're probably right. That's true. And are we talking about – are we on Corbin here? Not yet, no. Not, not yet. So, okay, you're talking about Johnny Wrestling in the, okay, where he surprised The no, Miz? No, wait,
1: wait, 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 no, 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 I'm talking about, first of all, the Austin Theory. Um, oh, Ali match. match.
2: Okay. Yeah, I'm confused. And then was- what happened
1: right after the match?
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Austin Theory moves to, I mean, A, the crowd was really dead. I mean, we, we can argue about, how you know, how sustained the boos and the cheers are for other people. But in this match, there were no boos and cheers. The only person that got a reaction at all was Seth. And they were, you know, singing his tune. Um, but, you yeah, know, this was another one, outside interference to, for the heel to win, which, you know, which, which is fine. In this story, it makes sense, but it, it didn't need to be in every match. Um, but the match was OK. Okay, but nobody cares about Ali, and I'm not even sure that many people care about theory. Um, I mean, once Seth came out, I think everyone sort of knew more or less what was going to happen at the end. Um, and I don't know, it, it, it's like, I'm going to keep comparing people to AEW wrestlers. Like, Ali feels a lot like wheel of Yuta, like they, they're trying to make him something, even though he's repeatedly not been anything, that wheel of Yuta. It's been sort of sustained for a year, year and a half now of of them sort of shoving him down our throats, and you know to the point where you know maybe he's a little bit of something, or we're just used to it now. Ali, it's been stops and starts for you know probably the last four or five years, um, but I, I don't know. I mean, he's not going to beat Seth Rollins, so uh, you know it seems like it's it's a weird place to start. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna have him feud with a heel, make it a. A heel that's expendable, though I'm not even really sure who is at the moment because most of the heels are so weak. I mean, they're they're first trying to make Baron Corbin strong again. The Miz is a weak heel. I mean, Alpha Academy are weak heels. Um, I'm not, you know, Cedric's not even a heel anymore. Shelton Benjamin isn't on there. You, you can't have Ali beat almost. I, I'm, I'm thinking out loud here. But what I think of the match, uh, it was the match was fine, but I, I, I wasn't invested in it. Uh, the aftermath, I mean, I liked Seth beating up Ali, but then Ali, you know, being dead and then not dead and jumping on Seth again, I thought was superfluous. It, I, I don't think it helped Ali. It didn't really get the crowd excited. And, um, you know, Seth beating up Ali is enough reason for Ali to be upset with him. I, I guess him attacking Seth from behind, you know, maybe tricks Seth into giving him a title match, but I don't know. He's still done nothing to deserve a title match, right?
1: I agree. He, I don't think he has. Um, There's something I was also meant to tell you fucking from Twitter, but now I've lost it. Oh, yes. T-Bar has made, or not T-Bar, sorry. Uh, Dijak, Dodjakovic is back on WWE NXT. Can you believe that yeah, shit? we
2: talked about this on the other show that that... Mask was probably Dodger Yeah, well,
1: yeah. He's officially back on NXT. God yeah, I guess that's what the save us. Is. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to seeing him on there. But anyway, it is what it is. Um Backstage, we get Miz confronting Johnny Gargano backstage while Johnny's hustling to check on Candice. Miz berates him, but Johnny shrugs him off then we get uh john bradshaw layfield and baron corbin there we go jeff run into him and jbl demands he stop and introduce himself to his elders and betters. as gargano says he'll give him his respect as a legend and hall of famer and he introduces himself he calls john mc hammerpants and asks baron corbin what his current gimmick name is which is kind of funny layfield says he's gonna get johnny wrestling a match against his boy to teach him a lesson and we go to the break uh i didn't mind
2: this little segment actually jeff no i mean if this was all that um gargano was doing this would be fine i mean jbl made this i mean i i watched this entire match only for jbl
1: yeah because you know you're in the presence of a wrestling (laughs) god yeah that's that's a little much (laughs) yeah wrestling god my ass Anyway, um, after that, we come back to another segment as we get MVP cutting a promo before Omos has his match. Talking up Omos and asking his enhancement talent, Pray, asking if they've ever seen hands like the Nigerian giants. He's got a fist like a Christmas ham, MVP says. He respects their ambition. i got to say, I know it was just camera tricks, right, really? It was just an illusion, like an optic illusion. But mm-hmm. God damn it, Omos' fist... Look bigger than any of those jobbers' hands, just about. I mean, heads, oh, for, my hands.
2: For sure. 100%. You,
1: you, you, you
2: recognize funny. Sal, Sal Renaro, right? The guy in the middle from NWA?
1: Yeah. Yes, I do. I did actually recognize him. Yeah. What's he doing there? What's going Isn't he signed to NWA? Nobody's signed to NWA.
2: Really? What? No one's on a contract over there other than uh, Aldis? There's a handful of people that are on the contract there, everyone else is on just appearance. God damn it, well, yeah, I did recognize him anyway, and uh,
1: I found that kind of interesting, it doesn't matter because he got crushed just like the other three did, which I kind of liked. I liked the fact that they threw four guys against one
2: big massive guy. It was quite fun to watch no i didn't mind I didn't mind it at all i i mean I, I liked it i I mean, I don't know what else they're gonna do with him, I mean so. They keep giving them these um, squash matches and, you know, usually it's with several people.
1: So and I'm cool with it. Been,
2: it's been two mostly. So now four. That's that's pretty cool.
1: Absolutely. It's actually more fun. But, uh, yeah, Omos ends up winning by pinfall with a choke bomb and a double pin as Elias is shown walking backstage to send us to another break. But we come back and we get the next matchup, which is between Chad Gable versus Elias. And uh, Elias wins by pinfall with a final cut. Yeah, not bad match, right? I mean, whatever. Mm-hmm. This role was pretty useless, to be honest with you, Jeff. <laughs> now that I'm looking at it, it was pretty useless. Uh, yeah, anyway, Elias wins by pinfall with a final cut, as I said. And post-match, we get Otis jumping Elias and Alpha Academy beating down as Matt Riddle then scoots down to make the save and knee sends, uh, what's his name, Otis flying and Gable eats a bro to sleep and then a penalty kick off the apron sets him up. Corkscrew Acai Moonsault takes him out and then he checks on Elias as Jabiel makes his entrance to send us to another damn break. Uh, yeah, like, absolutely nice. Anything to mention about that?
2: Post match no. <laughs> shit
1: that happened. I, yeah, no, it's I, pretty.
2: It's pretty bad. Yeah, I, I, I have nothing to add to this. This one match.
1: Well, we come back from commercial once again as we get AJ Styles. He's hanging out with Carl Anderson. With Carl Anderson, when Luke Alloz then rolls up, clutching his gentleman's area, they pass him an ice pack, and AJ says they have to do something about their rear problem. Get it real problem (laughs) that's kind of funny if you know you know put it that way uh then John Bradshaw Layfield cuts the promo crapping on Charlotte North Carolina and the Millennials and the Gen Z's and talking about Baron Corbin uh but I love that little OC segment it kind of made me laugh yes it's a goofy joke but we still have a real problem Jeff
2: this this was actually the one of the funny parts I was talking about, and I I, I thought it was funny when Gallows was going, "I'm great with women. I'll work this house."
1: <laughs> oh yeah, he's had a few divorces as far as I know. <laughs> That's a true I story. That's true. I
2: I didn't even know that, but uh, I just thought the whole thing was was uh, just. A, I, I thought it was funny. I mean this this is one of the parts that made me laugh, and it saddens I me. I guess it was this. It's true. See what be do to you? They
1: make you fucking accept that shit. Even though I love the Good Brothers, but and they are kind of funny.
2: I mean See, but I don't like the Good Brothers, which uh, but watch, I can uh, I can still enjoy things even Wrestling if I don't like them. Like that. That'd be- I mean, the slam, we didn't even talk about the slam. R- right, Rhea real body I'm- slammed I'm- uh, Doc Gallows. That was oh, uh, yes. I mean that was the,
1: yes, on the That was the most
2: impactful slam since Hulk slammed Andre the Giant. Come on. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, that was funny, man. I mean, see what
2: I mean? Gellows loves to be a clown, clearly. Yeah, but, but but that was but that was cool. I mean, that was that was a cool that that was. That was the best part of the show, and and that's gonna and and luckily for this episode of Raw, that's all it's going to be known for. Maybe that, and you know, if if everyone else is right and I'm wrong, then you know, Dominic first, you know, invoking you know Eddie Guerrero as being not as good as Dominic, you know, that that kind of thing. But that and the the Rhea slamming gallows thing, you know, that that's going to be on the entrance to to Raw's for years to come. Uh, you think so? Yeah, why not? I'd put that on there.
1: Well, funny enough, um, yeah, I mean, she's strong, dude, because Geller's a big guy, man.
2: Yeah, I mean, he jumped up, and you could see he picked his legs up into the right position so that she could, you know, f- turn him over. I mean, but that, that's fine. It was good, though. That, that segment was good. And then Gallo is his continuing thing about thinking he's good with women, and, and like, he's not yeah. good with women. He's terrible with women.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's funny. Terrible, terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did He did help her a lot, no, no doubt about it. But uh, obviously they like her because – and I bet you that was his idea too for that because um, – I don't see a guy really wanting to do that Especially letting a female Fucking body slam him like that Especially being a big guy
2: also I mean, Come wouldn't on. that sort of the, um, These these clowns went for the last They went for months Unsigned, then they were signed by Impact, then they were, they were signed by Impact, but mostly with AEW, and AEW Wouldn't sign them, and then Impact didn't re-sign Them, you know New, New Japan wouldn't sign them, even though they had A title on one of them, I mean they, they're. Going to eat whatever crow they have to do, and they're going to do it with a smile on their face because this this is probably the last jobs they're ever going to get, and this is this is this is their retirement money.
1: Oh, come on, Jeff. You, you you truly think? I heard. Uh, trust me. Why would WB want to sign them up then? If that's the case, if no one else was interested, I know for a fact that uh, Tony Khan was indeed interested in signing them. They just didn't want to sign with AEW. He had a lot
2: more money. He had a year to sign them. I mean, he could he could signed them at any time, and AEW wasn't interested. I mean, that must be more of a fuck you to Kenny and the Bucks because you know that they love them. Anyway, I you know, I you're saying they want too much money and AEW wouldn't pay for them. Well, good for AEW for finally showing some budgetary constraint because these guys are. That's what I, I read zeros.
1: months ago. Now, months ago. Yeah, There's something on the podcast that they mentioned about it.
2: I don't believe it. But anyway, it doesn't matter. It's it, it, it's not important. The, the, you know, I, I, I just think that Triple H was going on his redemption tour as to righting wrongs. I mean, you know, if, you know I, I still won't be surprised if he, you know, doesn't re-sign, you know, five or six other people at least.
1: Well, do you think ever since he had his near-death experience, he's kind of done this for good karma?
2: Um, no, I, I I think that Triple H is a former wrestler. I think that he saw the same things that we saw that the rosters were too thin, too thin. And I think, as a former wrestler, he he thought it was probably shitty for people who were either doing everything right um, or just resigned to be being cut. I mean, I think that the, the I think that's I think this is real. I mean, I don't know why I think that. I don't really know the man, but I you know, but right. it just seems that all the people he's resigning. Are people who weren't signed to other promotions are people who shouldn't have been cut i mean you know i, I you know I, I would add you know rowan and probably uh john morrison to that list but uh Taya seemed pretty pissed but who knows um well, Taya
1: Valkyrie seemed very pissed
2: yeah i mean they passed on you know mike canellis and maria because those two never said anything good they they were bitching the whole way you know they passed on you know matt taven wisely um, you know, but Bray never should have been cut. I mean, I you know the other people I wouldn't be surprised about other than Rowan and Hennigan would be um, Mia Yim. You know, Keith Lee's wife. Um, and uh, I yeah. never really understood why AOP was cut. Neither do I because I think they were a badass tag
1: team man. But and I would be he has
2: surprised. I don't like this guy at all, but. Who's the other guy from Imperium that got cut? Uh, oh, Alexander Wolf. Alexander Wolf and Killian Dane. Those are those are two guys oh, yes. I, I don't I don't think did anything to deserve. Killian, me, Kill,
1: Killian Dane was never part of Imperium, though.
2: I know, I know, I know. But uh, yeah. I mean, you you could put him with the Vikings, and maybe they'd be interesting. I don't know. Um, but to uh, be honest,
1: Killian Dane is useless, dude.
2: He is pretty useless. He's. He he's like supposed to be a big guy and he's not that big. And, and frankly, with Gallus, I mean, they seem to be the same. So, you know, why bother? But, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying that those are people who were doing their jobs and Drake Maverick is, you know, a producer with WWE. So I'm sure he's got an advocate there. Cause I mean, that tag team was kind of funny, but, um, that's, I don't even is know. Is Drake Maverick got... still part of WWE? I think so. I think he's a producer.
1: Yeah, but I think he got fired again, man. I could, again, I could be, I'm pretty sure Duty got released again. Let I me see. So. Actually, I'll it I, I will oh, look at. I would have. I would have heard of that. that. Let me look it up. I'll find out. Drake Maverick. Oh Drake. looky
2: here! Oh, I can I can score look myself up. some tickets to see the Spinners for uh, Valentine's Day Friday. All right. Oh no, Who's you're with? right. You're right. By the way. Yeah. Good. I'm going to give myself some tickets. The Rose. opening act, one of them is Rose Royce. Okay, car wash. I don't know who the other band is or other the other singer is, but all right, cool. Oh,
1: interesting,
2: yeah. cool. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. And it's at Absolutely. the Lyric Opera House, so you know it's going to be like a, you know, like a four thousand seat place. Pops. Whoa! What was that? Damn. That
1: was a
2: bit of fanfare there. Yeah, Absolutely. The. the, the uh, uh, it's typical Jeff concert where it in in my mid fifties I will be in the youngest demographic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, that's what you call a creepy laugh, Jeff. Absolutely yeah. creepy laugh. Well, anyway, let's move on from this friggin' abomination of a show as we get our next matchup between Baron Corbin versus yanni gargano and uh yeah barry corbin ends up winning with the end of days
2: yeah way too long again interference um johnny gargano the johnny wrestling mr i'm experienced i've seen everything i know everything allows himself to be distracted by jbl takes jbl's hat that's what the face does they take they take the heels hat not the other way around and jbl of course uh, undercuts his legs and and he falls on the apron, and with that, that allows Baron Corbin to apply the end of days. Otherwise, Johnny Wrestling should have won, but Baron Corbin keeps winning, you know, heel thing. Again, no issue with heels winning this way, just not every heel winning this way, and not every match. Like, every match was a heel won through cheating. No, you're spot on. It's true. true. Except for Elias, who, who won clean over... Uh, even even though we' trying to be double teamed because alpha academy is the butcher in the blade yeah they sure are and even they alpha
1: academy get not only more tv time than the butcher in the blade but actually get more wins than the butcher in the blade also jeff
2: well, I, 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 well, I was just gonna say, I bet the Butcher and the Blade probably have like 14 wins this year from dark and dark elevation things that nobody's seen. Um, but you know, when you see them on TV, they, they lose, but if you show their record, it's probably like, you know, 14 and 12 and all 12 TV matches they've lost, but you know, all the YouTube matches they win. So, I mean, I, you yeah. know, I don't, it, it's wrestling, it's all bullshit, but, uh, you know, to, to take a team. Seriously, I know the WWE sort of adheres to you take turns. Like, you have your year where you're going to lose everything, and then next year you're going to win everything. But, I mean, everything's hyperbole. It should still be 70-30, 65-35, 30, not right, right. like 97% to 3% or 100% to 0%. I mean, they, they need to win occasionally. I mean, they even lost every match when when they were with Austin Theory. has got money in the bank. I mean, you know… He, all your heels can't be not taken seriously.
1: No, yeah, I know you're right, man. It's sad, but it is what it is. This Raw is very, very reminiscent now of Vince's top of Raw week in, week out. Um, and it's getting to that point too the last couple of weeks. But uh,
2: It's Vince Scrooge with Billy Corgan booking.
1: I don't know if that's a good thing or not. But um, No,
2: it's, it's not. It's not a good thing. I mean... I'm telling you, the Triple H era so far, the creative is nominally better. There are more faces, so there's a little bit more variety. There's more goodwill, because they're bringing people in instead of cutting people, but they'll cut people again soon, and rightfully so. Dana Burke was going crazy on Twitter today, oh, saying that sure, she's the hardest sure. worker. Yeah, p- lots of people can work really hard and still be shitty at things. I mean, hard hard work is is very important, but there are just some things in life we're not cut out for. True, sure. um, and I will. And as yeah. far as Dana
1: Brooke goes, yeah, she's the hardest worker, all right. I mean, Batista, anybody? <laughs> oh, Jimmy, <laughs> Just, you're you on she a roll. Right.
2: <laughs> I tell you, you're making up for not seeing our faces with your stellar <laughs>
1: <yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely, this is the thing I miss about Podbean. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Jeff. It is kind of harder now to do the show without actually seeing you. So it It kind of feels weird it it, it is kind of weird but um yeah i mean for instance
2: if we were looking at each other i would never have been drifting away buying tickets to the spinners (laughs) while we're doing the show
1: oh well there you go folks
2: (laughs) i'd be paying attention to how handsome i am
1: oh you're a character bro well we come back from commercial as we get johnny gargano once again Again. Running into the Miz again Wait, Have you have show.
2: you counted the amount of segments That we've seen Johnny Gargano I don't even think you mentioned the Candice LeRae one Because she's in you know, one pre-commercial segment Then the next segment But I think Johnny Gargano and Candice Between the two of them were in If you include little like before commercials Coming up next segments I think between the two of them They were in eight segments, maybe nine Jesus Christ
1: That means correct, Jeff. Yes, you're probably right. And, um, yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, I could count it if you really want. Yeah. In fact, I will. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay, let's start. Let's start from the start, obviously, just for a minute. I'm just quickly looking down. All right, so we get number one. After the first matchup of the evening, after Finn defeats um, Anderson, Mm -hmm. we get... Once again, the Miz and Gargano, so that's one. Okay. Come back from commercial, we get another segment with the Miz and Gargano and two. there's two. Uh then after that, we get again, and we're including LaRay here, right? Yep. After Truth uh wins his match against the Miz, we get Candace LaRay getting a sit-down interview. And if you want to include Johnny Gargano as the man in the hoodie
2: yes well, then of course well, I, you know or that match i'm uh yeah i'm including the whole in the ring yeah so that's four well,
1: that could be five as a matter of fact now if you include yeah. the match yeah let's call five so there's five so now we're on five now we keep going and i don't think there's any yeah for now nope 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 but wait there's more i know because we get six after Austin Theory defeats uh Mustafa Ali, mm-hmm. so there's six. And if you want to include Bradshaw coming in, I guess that's the same segment, right? So
2: no, it's the next
1: segment. All right, seven. So there's seven, and then oh god, no, we get fucking eight. Mm-hmm. Eight of them, eight fucking segments. Jeff. And we're
2: not done yet. We haven't had Candace Larry being beaten up by Damage Control yet, have we? Uh
1: no. Uh we we're about to come up from that, and then the number eight is after that. Okay. So, all right, and, and I know
2: that we have at least one more with the Get Well card.
1: Let me see. So, um,
2: even with our with our liberal counting, where we're already at nine, so, and we know there'll be a tenth. So, even if you take away. One or two from me. I'm, we're we're still, a, you know, if if you don't consider different things different, like if you think of Gargano at the end, Brittany's Dexter Loom is the same as the match, you know, and instead of ten, it's nine, but it's still. I mean, what I say, I think I said eight. So, um, that that's crazy. I enough s- to the hour show.
1: Yeah, that is crazy. I said eight overall. You said ten, even at one stage. Um, look, it's yeah, look, it's between eight and ten, depending on. Yeah, well, we're not done with the show yet right well no we're not we're close but because after the corbin wins by pinfall with the end of days we get a backstage segment with bianca Belair where she's being interviewed she says she knows she's outnumbered tonight but she'll take out dakota and io to get to bailey because this is a banger i mean this is bigger not banger this is bigger than the title it's about payback bailey's taken out all of her friends so tonight she's not stopping until she's dead with absolutely nothing those are
2: all those are all of her friends so oscar and alexa are all of her friends and earlier like like maybe seven seconds earlier she said e- even uninvolved civilians like hendice are getting taken out so now she's a friend in the same promo
1: i don't fucking know i didn't even know they knew each other you never see them together and they didn't even look like they would be friends in real life to be honest
2: well, I don't, I don't know, know what why. that means. I mean, she looks just like Alexa Bliss, so that <laughs> doesn't mean anything. But, Dude, I mean. Candice LeRae? LeRae? and Alexa Bliss, they're like the same thing. Um, Alexa is uh, much better than fucking LeRae, in my opinion, though. I know, but they're both tiny blonde girls. I mean. True.
1: The only difference, though, LeRae is so plain. Like, she's just like, you know, your, she could be your friend's wife, pretty much, you know what I mean, next door, say she
2: could be maybe she you is know what i mean
1: she's she's just got no i find that she's that bad i, I don't she's all right she's decent in the ring but even that i i mean i'm, using no, that I'm just from
2: from looks wise like she's a looks similar wise, look to it when you say she doesn't look like someone that bianca would be friends with and one of her friends is alexa bliss i mean it's like sort of the same thing it's like saying but she's, guess, she's, <laughs> yeah but at least alexa bliss had a bit of a backside at one stage
1: not so much so now. Whereas Laray is just a flatback, dude. Is that what it's about? It's
2: about how much ass they have as, as to who no, makes no friends? No, no,
1: What I'm trying to say is the fans locked Alexa Bliss. Is that Bliss why you and I are friends? Because we're
2: friend. both 5'10 and, like, you know, over 200 pounds uh, in the wrong places?
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe. But no, look, my point is Laray is just Laray, and at least Alexa Bliss has something to her, in my opinion. Okay. Whereas Lorraine's got nothing to her at all. No charisma. Sure, she can kind of wrestle, but even that, I find her sucky. Um, I hate that she's all purple. It doesn't suit her. She looks like a mother, like literally. I know that's, that's probably being a little sexist and whatnot, but she's just, I don't know, dude. I just i just think she doesn't look like a professional wrestler.
2: God, it. good thing she's not Indian. Woo. Thank God.
1: So uh, let me ask you a question before you
2: move on. Who do you think the OC is going to recruit to solve their Rhea problem? Because obviously they need to find a woman. Um, And since Rhea is a bigger, stronger woman, I mean, you'd think that they would go in that direction, but it should be someone that they have some connection with or some connection with japanese wrestling or something or you know or you know we know oscar's been written off tv for a while with the uh pillman i pillmanization don't know about alexa but yeah. i can't see that that's who they would pull to do you, do you think this is you know where where we get a mia yim coming back um
1: that's an interesting question do you th- i don't know if it's going to be mia but I don't know. That's a tough one, dude. Maybe I mean, who you else know? goes toe to
2: toe with uh, Rhea? Who you know? There's Raquel Rodriguez in the other show, and she's in another story. Lacey Evans is on SmackDown. She's not doing anything. I mean, from a size-wise, she would make sense, but she's on the other show, I and, I think, I, and I don't think. And I don't think any of those people know her. I could see Lacey. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, it doesn't make any sense the way they've been booking her. But you know, book strong bookings only. You know, two weeks away generally. Um, yeah i don't we know it's not nikki cross i mean do drop maybe do drop could make sense for comedic uh,
1: purposes it, w- it could be do drop yeah because she was fit into like i could see Gellers answer kind of having a you know kind of a laugh behind her back even dude if you know what i'm saying
2: yeah status wise it could be sasha maybe even naomi nah, but i think nah. they're going to be a team so that doesn't make sense nah. here
1: no no i won't be knowing me no way i don't well, know because
2: she's, she's not going to be anybody's fourth wheel um
1: is there not, any female that has a history with the good brothers
2: um, that's what i'm trying to think about or aj or at least where yeah. they could pretend there was and that's why i said mia yim because you know they were in impact together
1: right yeah uh... I'm not and sure, I think, man. That and I think Keith one. Lee
2: worked in Japan and, you know, there's a possibility he brought his wife with him and, you know, and maybe they all knew each other then. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm. Well, I' he reaching. never
1: worked in New Japan though. So. Who? Uh, Keith Lee never worked in New Japan though. Yeah. But those
2: folks, they, they do other shows while they're in Japan for other promotions. Don't they? Oh,
1: no, 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 not they're if, no. No, they No. Okay. None. Yes. Uh, Right, Never do they do that unless they have got a working relationship there is no chance in hell that that should even happen. All
2: right. I don't know. Um I'm I'm guessing Mia Yim is my dark horse though for internal WWE I would like to see it be Lacey. My inside WWE dark horse is this is what they do with Elektra Lopez.
1: Hmm. I'll go with either Elektra Lopez or, and I find this the more than likely uh, candidate, it'll be Lacey Evans. It just feels right for some reason. All right. Cool. Well, anyway, as we move on, we come back from commercial once again, we get Johnny Gargano runs into the Miz. Miz gives him a well uh, get well card for Candace from him and Maurice. Johnny thanks him and Miz says he wants to put the nonsense behind them and talk like reasonable men gargano says that the only reasonable thing to do is tell the truth and if he doesn't johnny will be next gargano then opens up the card and chat sizes miz for not uh it uh signing, signing it sorry it. yes <laughs> i said signing it or at least putting some money in it since he's rich right, and who puts and money um, in the
2: get well card what i mean what a, what a dick it was line a birthday was. card
1: fair enough i know stupid yeah. birthday well, card face sure. line yeah i know he's
2: just a dick got a, kind of a little dick literally he is, he's um, a twerp and you know what his right personality he's got the, like an okay personality but it's the same personality as andre chase and oh. so i know people who don't who who don't watch nxt don't know who andre chase is but chances are they don't really know who gargano is either um andre chase is not i mean he's at least tall and lanky i, I don't know uh, neither, neither one is my type of. Re- I, never, I, I have no real point here because neither one, neither one of them was a convincing professional wrestler. Anyway.
1: Hey, I agree. It seems like uh, the the fan base agrees too, Jeff. Finally, I
2: should have put a poll up for that.
1: <laughs> you should have. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Who cares anyway at this point? But you're right. He's a little dick. Because we move on. Oh, we get a video package actually of Lashley and Lesnar crown jewel as we go to the break, but we move on to the main event. It is Bailey. It is Belair, and uh, this was a long match for me, too long as well. I was falling asleep at this point as Bailey wins by pinfall with a one-armed pin. But post match, we get Nikki Cross attacks Bailey too as she stands tall, if you want to call it that, or more like. Right, well, you forgot to mention shot.
2: that. That bailey got the win only because of outside interference from
1: damage yeah. control like i said usually i'll go blow for blow when it comes to the main event but for this my no. only point
2: is that we had six matches on this show five were won by heels all five were won by some kind of interference or distraction one face one and, you know, the, the, there was at least there was an interference attempt there from Otis, which failed and then and then amid a riddle running like they were they were like there was not just there were no matches where one one person one one person lost. But yeah, Nick, the story yeah, here, right. I guess, is that I guess this was a non title match because they, they said it was a rematch. I guess they never said it was a title match, but I assumed it was. So Bailey wins. So I guess she's going to have an argument for a title rematch. But the story is Nikki Cross took out everyone. She took out both Bianca, Damage Control, and uh, Bailey. So she's in it for herself. And she actually did a, uh, you know, and <laughs> the funny thing is, 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 I, I guess she's crazy, Nikki, again, but she's so crazy that she yep. t- took time to do her hair and makeup.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. There's that crazy laugh again. <laughs>
2: right? Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. I guess How Harley Quinn always puts her makeup on, so I guess it makes sense. I don't
1: know. No, no, this doesn't make sense because, you know what? She looked better when she was first in B as Nikki Cross and that psycho character. This version... What is she, a glammed up version? And mind you, there's a lot of too much makeup, man. And her hair was good to look like... she was
2: all done up. She got a new haircut. I mean, she looks okay, but I mean... For this crazy character, I mean, this she she shouldn't her hair should be messy. She shouldn't have makeup on, or it should be smudgy. It should be like you know the the hot mess Chelsea Green. You know, yeah,
1: it's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. I kid you not, know, you took the words out of my mouth. Hmm. I was going to say the same thing,
2: like Heath like Ledger Joker. It should be sh- you know smudged and shit. I, I don't know, and you know, or yeah, very absolutely. dark goth. I, I don't know. This it, look, look, listen for for all of this criticism i have which i think is valid this is 20 times better than any variant of nikki almost superhero or nikki superhero or any anything anything that she's done on the main roster to date so <laughs> this
1: i agree jeff but don't I agree. you get the
2: feeling this is just setting up a a, a triple threat where you know nikki's obviously going to eat the pin
1: ah uh, yeah oh absolutely for sure
2: probably a crown jewel
1: right more than likely but then they have to be all dressed up and all yeah like they can't I mean, show any bit of skin
2: yeah but none of, none of these women are really typically your sex pots anyway i mean they, they can wear like fantastic four body suits
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they can uh, yeah i guess you're right i mean yeah and i don't even give a shit but whatever it is what it is jeff and uh these raw sucked balls um today sucked balls for us because we couldn't do our usual thing but it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter because we're live right here on on podbean and there was no up jeff see See yeah that's
2: fine and the the audience agreed because i mean the the viewing audience because raw lost Almost 170 thousand viewers from last week to this, they were uh, about Dang. 1.64 million versus over 1.8 Uh-oh. last week. So you know it's Uh-oh. still the same Monday Night Football, right? So
0: uh oh so, was right. Yeah. Uh-oh.
2: So Uh-oh. the yeah. the lack of star power and the and the repetitive acts it's it's getting old. So whoever the the showrunner is on Raw, I mean last week it was Road Dog, but this week it was Triple H. So you know. No, nope, there's there's no excuses, and even if you think that the even if you think that Dominic's a heat magnet, he's only one person. So maybe he should be the one that's on six segments, not not damage control, not Johnny Gargano. Um, you know, I, I don't know who else was on over and over again. I mean, let's be was, honest, Jeff. Yeah,
1: Raw this week was the vanilla midget fucking edition
2: of Monday Night War. That's what we got. Well, that's what I'm afraid of. I mean, you know, this, this is what Triple H seems like. Um, he, he likes Johnny Gargano. He, he likes Ciampa. I, I mean, I don't know what's wrong with Ciampa, if there really is anything wrong with him. Um, True. You know, Dominic, Ali, uh, you know, it's Finn. I mean, even AJ's uh, vanilla, but,
1: uh, you know. Yeah, but at least with AJ, well, maybe not so much today's AJ, but when he first came in, he was believable because he knows how to use his body right. Well, know, he was also like,
2: bulkier. I mean, I mean, we remember bulkier, but Remember he's, AJ he's from TNA days when he had the, the the like the flat top. Like his yeah, cheeks yeah, were all puffed out. I mean, he I was <laughs> a
1: fan of his back then. That's when I became a fan of his. Heck, yeah. I've been a fan of AJ Styles for like 20 years plus.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I get it. But yeah, I mean, but even not the Vanilla Midgets, you got Baron Corbin in there. I mean, thank thank goodness for JBL, who's you know, it's it's just so weird. I mean, the commentary is so bad. Thank goodness for Kathy Kelly because at least she's great looking, but she only was in two segments. Uh, and JBL versus Kevin Patrick. <laughs> it's such an upgrade. Yeah.
1: yeah, it is, man. Get Kevin Patrick off the damn TV screen. Uh, <laughs> I'll bet you any money. That's what's going to happen very soon. Give it another three to four weeks. I think you would
2: be gone. I'm okay with him being gone. I listen, I always thought Booker T should be up there. He makes no sense on NXT.
1: I agree. I agree. Shacky
2: wacky quack quack. Shacky ducky. Sh- yeah, Shucky, but Shucky, ducky mean, quack quack. He can't possibly be familiar with the talent. it, is, it, it can't possibly be interesting to him. You know. While Raw I mean, is. He, I mean, he's he's a main roster guy. He looks like he's going to fall asleep every Tuesday on NXT to be fair with you, Jeff. No, he seemed bored. Not, I didn't just make that up. I think he, he seemed bored. I mean, and he was calling out the wrong titles. He called the NXC Championship the North American Championship once. And, you know, yeah. you know I, I just true. don't think That's he true. cares. Well, he drops the N-word
1: occasionally. So, I mean, geez. <laughs> but well, it's true. He does. But in saying that, Jeff, you know what? Let's take it home, man. This role was atrocious. Just talking about it made me, like, grind my teeth, to be fair. Yeah, um, this, this was a bad
2: raw. Well,
1: it was very bad. Probably the worst one in the Triple H era by a long shot, in my opinion.
2: I think that's fair.
1: Well, in saying that, Jeff, tell them where they can find you, man. Uh,
2: Twitter, at Uh You can find me oftentimes on the PWC with Jimmy T. Uh, we do several wrestling podcasts a week way too many uh, together i'm sure um i do a wrestling podcast with big daddy cool steve pena called hammerlock hangover and uh two non-wrestling podcasts called one called garden of doom one called garden views i haven't dropped the garden views all month because i've been doubling up on the garden of doom because it's spooktober october celebrating halloween with all sorts of spooky stuff from a voodoo priestess to a, to an interview with a witch to a vampire which is going to drop tomorrow uh, scary stuff from Africa, scary stuff from India, giants and Armageddon, um, origins of Satan, you know. So, you know, it's Ooh. it's going to be spooked over and we're going to close it up with American horror stories, American sort of ghost stories this coming weekend. So there you go. Check out Garden of Doom and Garden Views, which tends to be more topical. And all these shows can be found on the PwC and the Wrestling Soup Network and I guess a few other places, too
1: absolutely absolutely and everyone's cheering just for as that they I tried, as they should i was even trying to put the creepy music on as you were saying that but in saying that please like and subscribe right here at the pwcnetworkpubbing.com where we're live right now um also follow me on twitter at pwc network and also at dj mass effects also like and subscribe at channelattitude.com attitude.com with five bucks you can get to hear myself even jeff and who knows who makes run ins like Jago was back it seems like for one night only for now and uh yeah and also at the blow off pod and the pw hustle and i mean media group insane that jeff we're out of here i'm jimmy t that's jeff lippman and you've been listening not watching the pwc monday night machismo right here on the pwc network see us.
2: Stay audibly evil, my friends. Yeah, stay evil.